0: Pastor Xavier Reese and Heaven's perspective of the future of Earth's history. Daniel saw God's prophetic vision of
1: setting up his kingdom. The judgment throne of the Father of Jesus Christ comes first. Second, we have the judgment of the Antichrist. And then thirdly, the judgment at the second coming of Jesus Christ. The vision God wanted Daniel to record for the future generations that you and I might have this.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. As real as the sights, sounds, and emotions experienced in dreams and nightmares might seem, interpreting their meaning, let alone just recalling them, remains somewhat dubious. However, in the case of the prophet Daniel, not only were his dreams revealed in detail, but they offered a foretelling of future events that would usher in the end times. Pastor Xavier continues our study series of the book of Daniel today with a focus on the simple truths and future events from chapter 7.
1: Daniel chapter 7, we're going to look at verse 9 through 14. The message entitled, The Arrival of God's Kingdom. Daniel receives visions for the first time directly from God, revealing the true evil character of the nations of the world by Presenting them as beasts in chapter 7. The image of Nebuchadnezzar presented the nations of the world the time of the Gentiles as, from an earthly perspective, powerful, glorious, the head of gold, Babylon, the arms and shoulders of silver, Medo Persia, the belly and thighs of brass, Greece, the legs of iron, Rome, the legs of iron. And the feet of clay combined. The ten-nation confederacy revived Roman Empire. The images presented that Daniel from the heavenly perspective reveals the true character of the nations, seeing them as beasts, fighting, devouring one another. In chapter 7, the lion, Babylon, bear, Medo-Persia, leopard, Greece, the nondescriptive destroyer of iron, Rome. The time of the Gentiles will end with a confederacy of ten kings and kingdoms of the revived Roman Empire under the dictatorship of the Antichrist, which will be identified as the little horn in verse 8, who will be more vicious, more violent, more profane than any man in the history of the world. It is in the midst of this that Daniel saw God's prophetic vision. To set up his kingdom. And it consists of three scenes here from verse 9 to 14. Let me read. I watched till thrones were put in place. And the ancient days was seated. His garment was white as snow. And his hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame. Its wheels a burning fire, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands of thousands ministered to him ten thousand times ten thousand before him stood. The court was seated and the books were open. I watched and then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking, I watched till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flames. As for the rest of the beast, They had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Daniel saw God's prophetic vision of setting up his kingdom. And it consists of these three scenes that are given to us here. First, we have the judgment throne of the Father of Jesus Christ in verse 9 and 10. Second, we have the judgment of the Antichrist in verse 11 and 12. And then thirdly, the judgment at the second coming of Jesus Christ in verses 13 and 14. Notice in verse 9, the thrones of judgment are in heaven. We're going to have to be careful of locations, okay? Very specific. The prophet Daniel observed intensely as his visual perception is directed now from earth to heaven, I watched till thrones were put in place. Daniel was watching the little horn and his destructive activities in verse 8 on earth. He arose from among the ten horns, kings and kingdoms, destroying three that opposed him. Verse 20 is clear on this. He is presented as intellectually wise concerning evil, very sagacious, very cunning towards evil. Pompous, arrogant words. Now the scene corresponds to the scene in the book of Revelation. At this point. Revelation chapter 4 and 5. The church has been raptured and is before the throne of God, John tells us. The word thrones in Revelation 4.4, listen carefully. It's plural here and also is John. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on on, on the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. So what we're seeing here is what you see in Revelation 4 and 5. The scene is of God ready to pour out His judgments on the earth to establish His kingdom. The one to pour out the wrath of God is Jesus Christ, the Lamb, worthy to loosen the seals and the scrolls containing the judgments to be inflicted on the Antichrist world. And those who love the Antichrist. That goes from Gen- Revelation 6 all the way to chapter 18. They're poured out. Now, the one sitting on the throne is identified as the Ancient of Days. Take note of that. The Ancient of Days was seated. And the Ancient of Days is the title for the Father, the Eternal One. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the worlds, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 90, verse 2. From vanishing point to the vanishing point. The title appears three times. Verse 9, 13, 22. The Ancient of Days is the first person of the Trinity. All powerful, all knowing, all present. You don't have to fear of his judgment being erroneous or not quite right. He's perfect. Now notice the Ancient of Days, from his royal throne and court in heaven, is ready to administrate his judgment's Over the earth here. The character of his person comes first. Utter perfection. Listen. His garment was white as snow and his hair of his head was like pure wool. The garment being white as snow is a metaphor indicating his divine purity and holiness. He's the epitome of holiness. The heavens is not pure in his eyes, the scriptures say. His hair like pure wool, a simile to indicate his wisdom and his righteousness. Revelation chapter 1 verse 12 through 16 let me just read a little bit of it we have the same description of the sun almost looking the same he says his head and hair were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes like a flame of fire his feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace with a sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth because he's returning to judge the world now next you have the character of his authority and power that comes second radiating absolute glory to execute perfect and righteous judgment listen to his words his throne was fiery flame its wheels burning fire a fire stream issued and came forth from before him the throne of God an incredible place the elements of fire are often used to represent God's holiness as you know when Moses was before the burning bush, he says, take your shoes off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 through 5. The elements of fire are also used for the judgment of God, which demands his holiness. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Deuteronomy four 24. We're going to see the vision of the throne of Ezekiel, also chapter 1, chapter 10. Now notice next the multitude. At the judgment in heaven is given to us. The text seems to show two groups at the fiery throne before the Father. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The first group are those who ministered to him. And the word minister simply means to serve, being one million. The scene, remember, corresponds to chapter 4 and 5 of Revelation. So it certainly includes angels... It says there Revelation 5:11 Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 thousands and thousands of thousand angels and the church is before him also the church having been raptured before his throne so Revelation 4 and 5 were before the throne of God in fact Revelation 5, 9, and 10 says, And they sung a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. That can only be the church. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. That's the church. Now, he is returning to execute judgment With 10,000 of his saints, it says, in Jude, verse 14 and 15. Second notice, you have those who stand before him, in verse 10 there. These certainly could also be angels, hundreds of million. These also could be those to be judged when Jesus returns by the fact that they stand before him. In the context is the judgment of the ten kingdoms and Antichrist. So the fact that they stand before him could be speaking about those who are going to be judged. Now, often people say, well, that's confusing. No, it isn't, because this is an Eastern book. It gives you the, the whole panoramic view, and then it sticks detail. It's not so concerned with chronology, and we've seen this. The first chapter of Genesis, the creation, the process. Chapter 2 gives you details to stick back. It's an Eastern book, but we bring our Western minds and bring Western problems to it. Okay? Now... The royal court in heaven was about to begin. Listen carefully. The court was seated and the books were open. So just like if I'm the judge and you're the people there to hear all the witnesses and all the evidence and you got the jury over here. This is the scene that's given to us. Okay. In heaven. Those seated are the witness of all that will transpire in view of the judgment from the throne of God. They will testify of the righteous judgments of God over the evil because that's what's being judged. They will testify to the absolute justice of God unto perfection. No one will object. Not one. Now notice the books were open for the judgment. Though the books are not identified, they must be the record of evil works, deeds, and the words of the Antichrist indicated by the next verse. Though Those standing before him are going to be part of the judgment. The focus moves to verse 8 is the Antichrist that's being judged. Pompous words. The Bible makes reference to God's book and books in Exodus 32, Isaiah 65, Daniel 12, Luke 10, Revelation 20, and 21. Book and books of God. The incredible throne of God in heaven is confirmed throughout scriptures, as you know. Listen to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Uh, It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim angelic beings, each one has six wings, two they covered their face, two their feet, two they flew, and one cried out to another, holy, 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 three times for the Trinity is the Lord of hosts, captain of the armies of heaven. The whole earth is full of his glory, and then he says, so I said, woe is me, I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord Yahweh, the captain of the armies of heaven. When Isaiah saw God in his throne, he said, I am rotten to the core. I am sinful. Great conclusion. By the way, John gives us a commentary in John twelve forty one says that Isaiah saw Jesus. <laughs> John the Beloved saw the throne of God in Revelation 4 2 through 6. He says, immediately it was in the Spirit, and behold, the throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne, and he who sat on it was like jasper, and the Sardis stone of an appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, an appearance like a, a, an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones and thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed with white robes and they had crowns of gold on their head and from the throne proceeded lightning, thunder and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne and there was the seven spirits of God before the throne. There was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and round the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. An amazing picture of God's. Throne in heaven. The vision of Daniel was of the judgment throne of the father of Jesus Christ. God revealing it to him. Next comes the judgment of the Antichrist that he sees in verse 11 and 12. Notice in verse 11, the scene now is turned to the earth to confirm the evil record in the books about the Antichrist. Daniel was a visible witness hearing the words Of the Antichrist. Listen to them. I watched them because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. The phrase, I watched them, seems to indicate the very sound caused Daniel to look in that direction. The word watch again marks the change of scenery. He's watching one thing, all of a sudden he's caught up in the other one. The vision God wanted Daniel to record for the future generations. That you and I might have this. The sound was very distinct and clear. The word pompous means great, referring to his arrogance and blasphemous words against God. Verse 20 and 25 tells us. In 20, the ideas of power and authority destroying three of the ten horns by pompous words, being greater than his fellows. He's just a narcissist. He's just egotistical. He is the epitome of ugh. In 25, Speaking pompous words against the Most High, persecuting the saints in the, of the Most High, changing times of and law, the saints will be given into his hand for a time, times and half a time. Who are the saints? The Jews. Don't put the church there. Daniel is talking about his people, the saints of the Most High, the Jews. People put the church there. He's talking about the Jewish nation. The last three and a half years of the great tribulation. Context, context, context. Daniel was a visible witness to the person of the Antichrist. Notice he identifies the words coming from another horn distinct from the ten. The little horn. In verse 8. The eleventh horn coming out of the ten horns the revived Roman Empire that is an extension of the fourth kingdom, Rome. Over oh verse 7. The little horn is the Antichrist who has deceived the world at this point. He appears suddenly on the world scene as a man of peace. After Russia attacks Israel and God destroys five, six of that army. Ezekiel 38 and 39. He comes with a white horse, Revelation 6. With a bow, with no arrows. He conquers through diplomacy. He's got a silver tongue and a potty mouth. Israel will make a seven-week covenant with him. Daniel nine twenty-seven, the 70th week of Daniel. In the middle, he will break that. We'll take an entire study to see verse 27 of Daniel 9. The prefix anti refers to his 2 full office. First three and a half years, instead or in place of Christ, the false Christ. The last three and a half, against Christ. Notice again in verse 11 there. The sea now turns from the earth to the lake of fire as Daniel witnessed the destiny of the Antichrist. Daniel again watched the vision until he saw the beast defeated. Listen to his words. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed. The beast is another title for the little horn, the Antichrist. The word beast simply means animal. God is revealing the nations as they really are in character. The four prior kingdoms of the image of Babylon were revealed by God as animals, their true character, fallen, vicious, self-centered, destructive. The lion was Babylon, the bear was Medo-Persia, the leper was Greece. The unnamed destructive piece of iron and machine of iron, that animal is Rome. Notice the beast being slain and destroyed does not mean that he ceases to exist, annihilation that some people might call it means his earthly existence comes to an end like any other person. This takes place as Jesus returns to the earth to fight the battle of Armageddon, Revelation 19, 19-21. That's when he destroys him, not before. Revelation 19-21 says, And I saw the beast. And the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, Antichrist, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worship the image. So at the end of the destruction of Armageddon, he grabs him and the false prophet daniel watching the vision saw the eternal punishment of the beast notice and given to the burning flames the indication to burning flames is the lake of fire the lake of fire is identified by god telling us that it was created for satan and his angels not for any man matthew twenty five forty one The two, the Antichrist and the false prophets, were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone by Jesus Christ. Revelation 19.21. Satan will be cast also into the lake of fire after he is bound for a thousand years in the bottomless pit, then he's released... To lead the last rebellion as people living under the millennial reign of perfection with Jesus. Though there still will be sin and death, but Jesus will be reigning. They will rebel against Jesus to stop the mouth of all the psychologists, sociologists, anthropologists, and all these little goody-good people. That it's the environment. It is not the environment. It's your rotten heart. It's the rotten heart of man that's the problem. The devil who deceived them, Revelation 20.10 says, was cast in the lake of fire brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So, the beast and the false prophet have been there a thousand years when Satan is thrown there at the end of the thousand years. Okay? Now, look at 12. The judgment of the other beasts, nations is explained. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. The references to the rest of the beasts here is the nations, is revealed by the image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, remember. The head of gold, Babylon, had his dominion taken away by Medo-Persia. The arms of shoulder and silver were Medo-Persia. Their dominion was taken away by Greece and the belly of and thighs of brass or bronze, this dominion was taken away by Rome. And the legs of iron was dissolved, and it just went into Europe, into the various countries. Modern day Europe, having this dominion taken away, but a little different. The feet of ten toes of iron and clay will be the revived Roman Empire of those legs, and its dominion will be taken away by Jesus Christ. As he returns to the earth, the battle of Armageddon sets up the kingdom. Now, notice the reference to their lives being prolonged for a season and a time is to the time of the judgment of the nations. Though their dominion was taken away, each of those nations existed in the next nation that conquered them. Their judgment comes prior to the establishing of the kingdom. So their judgment has been prolonged or delayed or put off until Matthew 25 when he judges them, the sheep from the goats. The separation of the sheep from the goat in Matthew 25, 31 46 deals with how the nations treated the Jew during the Great Tribulation. That's the context. The little horn, the Antichrist, will not appear until the church has been removed from the earth. Understand that clearly. Paul, after teaching them about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he moves on to chapter 5, verse 1 through 9, and he exhorts them not to be concerned about the day or the hour. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Daniel, in no way or any time is he dealing with the church or the church age here in his book. He's dealing with the saints, they are Jews, the nation of Israel, in the first 69 weeks, the first coming of Messiah, and then the 70th week of the great tribulation, deception and persecution to the Jews by the Antichrist.
0: Pastor Xavier Rees, explaining how the prophetic dreams of Daniel, looking ahead to future events, proved to be an accurate portrayal of history from our modern perspective. Simple truths that confirm God is and always has been in control. Now, we've had to break only partway through this message, and if your schedule won't permit you to tune in next time for the conclusion, as always, you can pick up your own personal copy. And the title you want to ask for is simply The Arrival of God's Kingdom. It's available on CD for just $4. Once again, the title to ask for is The Arrival of God's Kingdom or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485.